was such a beautiful it was dinner, so wasn't nice. it? nice. Thank you so much for taking me there. I loved no it. It's <laughs> beautiful. Oh, hey. Dude, what are you doing here? So is this a date? Yeah, I'm on a date. Hi, hey, guys, hey. Marty. Um, don't forget about the podcast. Yeah, we've got to start recording. Did you just say that you guys have a podcast? No, no, he's crazy. He thinks we have a podcast. Oh, that's he's so sad. Oh, God, oh, that's tragic. so, so it's tragic. tragic. I know. I, I just, I hate podcasts. There's so many of them and they're just Tell so shit. <laughs> God. Um, we're, we're, also, we're, I thought that you said yeah, that. Yeah, hey, um, I heard that. Yeah, sorry. Can we write this up? So... You don't like podcasts? Dude, cool. Well, we're, po- we're podcasters. You know what? I'm, so. I'm going to go. No, no, no. Yeah. You don't have to go. No, Maybe. that's it. It's okay. No, no, I think no, no. it's Come best on. that I... No. Like, yeah. Um, Why don't you go guys, watch yeah. a movie or read probably, a book? I probably will, yeah. actually. Can I call you? Please don't. Welcome to Housewarming. I am Nat Davina, joined by Marty Smiley. How's everyone going? They can't respond. It's a it's a podcast. It's a one-way conversation. So we dictate how they feel. You feel good, all right? You've been invited over to our house to experience what it is that share house living is like. Exactly. You're probably living the same kind of lifestyle and we are a safe space for share house horror yeah. stories. If you don't know what this podcast is, get a grip, all right? I also think I've got a name um, for everyone listening. A group? Like our fans? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, believers. Yeah, got, yeah. Okay. I'm thinking house warmers. <laughs> No. Feeling that? Yeah, I mean, Great. I think we could do better, but I'm happy with it for now. So how do you feel about housewarmers? Let us know. Because <laughs> ultimately, it is you guys that we're referring to as that. <laughs> Nat. Yes, Marty. You know I love a bargain. Boy, do I. Do I know that you love a bargain. <laughs> um, most of the people that are friends with me or know me uh, intimately know this man loves a bargain. Oh, yeah. Especially at the supermarket, you got to keep those weekly prices down. Oh, I mean, I've never seen so someone buy so many discounted sticker items <laughs> in my life. <laughs> like, I, uh, I am a magnet for reduced prices. Like, I'm just getting yeah. drawn left, right, and centre to things that I don't even necessarily need. He walks into the shops and goes to the clearance aisle straight away. <laughs> He's like, "Who knows what's there? You might find something." My shopping list is blank. And- <laughs> I walk in and I just get drawn to these items and then I work out what I'm going to cook from there. Right, okay. Uh-huh. The other day I saw some meat on special, but okay. meat I've never cooked before. Wild deer. Venison? Venison. Wait, there was discounted venison at a supermarket. Dude, 10 bucks. I can't walk past this price. $10, right? <laughs> Huge stack of ribs. <laughs> Massive stack of ribs. Okay. And I don't necessarily know what to do with this, but I could work it you out. You can figure it out. I'll yeah, figure of it course. Out. Yeah. This could feed me for weeks. How many did you get? Took up half the freezer. Of course they do. You always <laughs> take up half the freezer with your frozen shit. <laughs> One of the purposes of finding a bargain is I was raised to be a generous person. We have to be giving all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, Lebanese community, it's like a, a showing off almost of status and but also You're of flexing. like your generosity. You yeah. have to like give to people, throw a dinner party. Absolutely. So I like to do that sometimes. Yeah. But I'm also skint on cash. Uh-huh. So I needed to find a way around that. So I invited over some friends, seeing as I've got this giant piece of meat now. Okay. And 
we got a slow cooker recently, so I thought yes. I'll use it. That's how you. That's what you do with large pieces of meat. Yeah, like I put it on. I lathered it in spices. Chuck it in the you know slow cooker in the morning. I go off. I have my day. Come back six hours later. Of course, it's a slow cooker. It's not going like I know it's a slow <gasps> cooker. It's slow Good to point. a stop. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I'm now only two hours away from this dinner that I've invited Scott and Kirk, my two friends, okay, for. Okay, yeah, I know Scott and Kirk, yep. And I have to think quick. I've only got two hours of this dinner. So I just put it in the oven. <laughs> Kirk and Scott arrive. I bring uh-huh. it out of the oven. We're sitting outside and they start, you know, getting into it. I realize we're going to need much sharper knives because it's so tough, man. I get some sharper knives. Mm-hmm. I'm still struggling to, mm-hmm. like, chew it. Kirk doesn't really – he eats half of it, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe a quarter of it. But Scott, I think he was just being so polite. He, <laughs> he chewed through the whole thing. I felt so embarrassed, and we didn't talk about it. <laughs> no, I want to know what Scott – actually thought of the meal and I'm going to call him right now and I'm going to get some answers. Scott. How are we doing? Apparently my good friend and housemate Marty Smiley has invited you over to dinner a little while ago and he's made you some venison. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, right. I was super looking forward to it. You know, like I'm, I've only had venison a few times. What did you think? I thought we're in trouble here. I mean, immediately you noticed on site that there was probably something um, something had gone wrong there. Um, <laughs> but, before, but I sort of didn't want to say anything because the poor fella, like, tries so hard, you know, and the poor fella's just, he's come unstuck somewhere. And so you take a look at this thing and you can just see that it's sort of shriveled, you know, like you can just see that it's that it's lost any... Mm-hmm. Sort of moisture, or, or and it's just it's become this dense kind of um, object. And so then, but you know, again, don't want to say anything. So it's like, ah, oh, beautiful, smells delicious. <laughs> and you like, you just sort of like, oh, look, I'm sure you know, I cut it. It looks a little overdone. Sure, we cut mm-hmm. into this, and it'll be fine. I mean, then it really hits you when you put a knife into it or, or a fork. <laughs> like then, then you realise, like, ah, oh, it's not just a little sort of. Well done. We're in we're in real trouble here. How long did you say you had to chew before you could swallow? I mean, my initial thought was I didn't know whether I was going to be able to chew it. But again, even at this point, I have to say, me and the other people there, no one said a word about it. <laughs> no one said a single word because we were we were still like, he's trying, he's really trying. <laughs> Look, it was again really really difficult, but. I sort of ab- got absent-minded. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to focus on this. Mm-hmm. And within about, look, it probably took me about half an hour to eat this piece of venison. <laughs> but, it, <laughs> but it evaporated. I looked down and I was suddenly like, oh, I ate that whole thing. Have you had a discussion with the other guest Gerk, yeah. about Marty's venison in private? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I just remember going out the door, and the thing was, it was immediately obvious what had gone wrong. Marty's obviously thought, oh, slow cook this, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Not sort of realizing that it's low and slow, not high and slow. So he's just blasted this thing (laughs) for like five hours or something to evaporate 
every molecule of liquid or fat that could possibly <laughs> ever have been in this to make it tender. Like, jerky. <laughs> every single drop of moisture has long left it. And so we were basically debriefing that of like, oh, he's just he's just come a cropper here, hasn't he? But bless his heart. Scott, look, thank you for being polite and eating it all or getting it, whatever it was. But I screwed it up. But um, thank you so much for coming on the show, Scotty. My pleasure. So how do you feel about about that? Yeah. Knowing that your guests have had a conversation about your meal <laughs> behind your back. I know. To be honest, I wouldn't have expected anything less. <laughs> it was a shambles and I need to rethink how I do these things next yeah, time. I think it's Uber Eats stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was a big group meal. <laughs> Can we get to the guest? <laughs> yeah, let's get to the guest. Well, I think you'll be here any second, but our guest today is internet funny man, Louis Hansen. He's a mate of yours, right? Yeah, from back in Melbourne. And he does like a lot of his own like inner monologues in videos kind of thing, right? Yeah, you might also seen like his pet sea monkeys pop up on his Instagram. I have seen his pet sea monkeys <laughs> and I've also seen him do some upside down twerking. Yes, that's Louis. <laughs> um, Louis is also a writer and an author. He's written for a bunch of publications, including Cosmopolitan, Pop Sugar, The New York Times, and also he wrote a kid's book, uh, which was adorable. Oh, that's so cute. But I've known him for years. So I remember when he first moved out of his parents' house, he was very green. He he lived a lot of his youth online. As most of the youngins do nowadays. Well, him more so. So he's very trusting of the digital world. So much so, he has found his housemates... Through social media, as in his own public profile. These are people he had no history and no mutuals with. But I also just found out recently that Mm -hmm. he's been living alone. So in this episode, we want to find out why he's decided to live solo and whether his past housemates were the ones to push him out. There he is. I'll get it. Hello. Hey, Hey. welcome. Friends, Marty, Nat, thank you for having me. Come in. Thank you. I have a gift for you. You don't. What? Unsolicited gift. What have you got us? Sea monkeys. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Oh, my God. Do you have, like, any tips for helping us keep them alive? Yes. Don't ignore them for two months. um, Because that's what I did and they all died. Okay. Right. So give them attention. Right. They don't ask for much. Oh, well, come on in. Let's go. Welcome, Louis Hansen. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, I I feel very comfortable right now. Yeah. I love sitting on these couches. Thank you so much. Um, (laughs) I remember when you first moved out of your folks' house and you wanted to make it in the big city and you moved into a share house, I believe, on... King Street, the kind of busy industrial uh, entertainment and restaurants and food road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all, all of the stuff. Yeah, look, so when, when I came up here, I knew a couple of people. I knew you um, and I had, a, had another friend whose um, friends from high school were looking for a third person. Mm-hmm. And spice things up a bit. Let's spice things up a bit. Mm-hmm. Let's add a bit of Louis into their lives. So I thought, yeah, let, let's give it a red hot go. And 
Um, we, at that point, we didn't really care where we lived and I was obviously coming up from Melbourne. So at that point I just wanted a room. So when, uh, you know, the opportunity to live above a burger shop presented <laughs> itself, we said, absolutely. Um, we must do that. Wait, you lived above a burger shop. Yeah. So very busy, um, part of King street. Um, it's not, it's not called burger doctor anymore because like the establishment literally changes names every three months. So at the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't know what they're hiding, but I kind of love those trends (laughs) because you walk past one day and it's called burger doctor. And the next week it's called like hibiscus flowers. You're like, what? How? It's a tea shop now. Uh, what, what, is going on well i went past last week and it was a new name yeah, okay and there were i think it was an opening and there were literally velvet ropes out the front oh um and burger royalty uh, and it was too much so what are you doing why <laughs> why are there velvet ropes yeah. you're not kidding anyone you're gonna change your name in three months giant again. novelty scissors you're oh, still geez. laundering money like it's not we get we get it oh. are you smelling Burger fumes. Are you eating the burgers? Egg. A lot of egg. Yeah. So it would be obviously the burger shop on the ground level and then you'd kind of turn the corner and there was a staircase. You'd walk up the staircase to the second level and that would be our humble abode. Walk right into the living room. (laughs) And it was, um, it was, it was character building. Oh, okay. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. That's a really <laughs> diplomatic <laughs> way of saying it. I shit. also need to add that this was in the middle of summer and it was a very hot summer. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking heat. We're talking egg. We're talking noise. Oh, Lord. We're talking a lot of drunk uh, burger cravers mm-hmm. walking up the stairs and walking into <laughs> the living room and just demanding burgers. That happened? <laughs> Yes. So this was the straw that broke the camel's back. And like, sue me. I was at home on a Friday night, just on the couch, on a deflatable couch because we couldn't afford a real one. You've been out there hustling nine to five all week. Yeah. Even then, probably it wasn't, but I wanted to treat myself. Some deep relaxation (laughs) on a Kmart inflatable couch. Exactly right. And so I was by myself. And then when I tell you someone barges in, like nearly bulldozes the door down and um, comes in stumbling, slurring words and just says something about burger, like burger. Maybe even like, you're like, give, give me, give me burger. Where is burger? And I just turned around and I said, sir, this is a private property. Get the fuck out. Like <laughs> Burger. Yeah. Maybe burger. And you, you could have given him something else and he yeah, would have thought it was a burger. I guess it's a burger. And then I think he closed the door and then pissed on the staircase on the way down. So <laughs> I said, I've had it officially. I need to leave. Where are you at now? I, I was reading the gossip column the other day and it says that uh, you got a bachelor pad. Now you're living alone. The rumors are very true. I, I have a bachelor pad. W- mate, wouldn't go as far to say bachelor pad. But um, it is it is a pad that I reside in alone for sure. How's the single life treating yeah. you? You know what? It's 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 the normal. It's it's just who I am now. Because honestly, I'm 25 and I've been single for essentially 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm single since birth. <laughs> I came out of the womb and I was just destined to be single. Um, you know, I've always like I've dated people for like months yeah. at a time. But in terms of serious relationships, mm. um, I've I've never had one. (laughs) Um, So in terms of the single life, it just, I feel like it suits me well. But that being said, 
um, you know, singleness uh, took on a whole new meaning when I started to live by myself <laughs> and realize how alone I really was. Yeah. So I moved um, into this studio mm. a couple of weeks before the pandemic hit. Good timing. Great, amazing timing. <laughs> Rona said, just you wait. So when I was like contemplating about whether I wanted to move out by myself or not, family and friends, they were a bit worried mm. uh, because they, they were just like, look, you might get super lonely. And I was reassuring them the whole time. I was like, you don't get it. I am so busy now. I have the great, greatest life. I can leave the house. I'm going to be out seeing friends all of the time. I will barely be here. Mm. Two weeks rolls by <laughs> and I'm stuck in these four walls for a good five or six months by myself. Alcohol was my friend and I really, I really dived into the, the realm of the social medias because at the end of the day, that was the only form of interaction that I was getting. Yeah. Like I actually think it was a period of about maybe three and a half weeks um, where I didn't see one human. Like one wow. human. What'd you do? Scream. <laughs> oh, no one um, can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's Scream. kind of liberating, yeah. scary and all, all in one. <laughs> My dad used to always say when he left the house that when the cats are away, the mice will play. And it was like a warning to me that I know that I might be leaving the house to go to the post office but don't do anything you're not meant to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because like mice, you will be fucking. Yeah. <laughs> well, then you go to the post office and I'd masturbate. Yeah, right. Exactly, exactly right. <laughs> to the post office? That's not a long trip. It wasn't long at all. Wait, but you're telling me like... you've never wanked at the post office before. <laughs> you're joking. Uh, My friends... No, I'd have like seven and a half minutes, you know, to really... <laughs> I oh, was a teenager. That's plenty you know. of time. Um, <laughs> my friend, or like he went, he, they go away on holiday, and I'd throw house parties, parties, you know. And so mm. he was always like, that was the one time he wouldn't be able to be un, uh, under his watch. You know, you can't control your kids when you're not at home. What do you do when you first realize? Oh, now it's just me in these four walls. Just not wearing clothes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> just not oh, yeah. wearing clothes. What? What is the literal? If I am going to wake up. And spend an entire day in my studio, especially during lockdown pandemic times, mm. and then go to bed. What is the point of putting on clothes? Mm. Whose purpose? It's like, who, who am I serving <laughs> here by, by putting on fabric? And it only took about a month or two for me to realise that people could probably see me from the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been the neighbour in that situation where I, at my apartment that I was living in in Melbourne, it was just apartment building across the road and these people would just love to have sex on the balcony on oh. a hammock. <laughs> on a hammock. On a hammock. <laughs> yeah. That's the most complicated way. But like at like 1am, 2am. So I'd be coming home from like bar shifts at like in the middle of the night, just go out to have like one last cigarette or a cup of tea before bed. And they'd just be going at it. They could see me, see them. Oh, they knew. They knew. They knew. And one night I was just in bed and I could just hear him from my window and then I hear my housemate's window open and he just yells, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, I think like one of the best parts about living alone would be just not having anyone around when you want to bring someone home. Like just the privacy of mm -hmm. like, have, have you enjoyed like the dating world living alone? Is that different? Yeah, I, I, I didn't have time to 
obviously find like a, a pandemic bay, but mm-hmm. but that's okay. You live and you learn. You made it through. <laughs> we made it through. So we decided, and we, I say we, I say me and all my personalities, decided <laughs> that we had to be creative when uh-huh. it came to finding um, um, some potential partners. Mm-hmm. So I jumped on Grinder in my building. Okay. <laughs> Very creative. So, so creative. It, it's almost like it's almost no one's ever done this before. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I jumped on Grinder, And when I tell you, I live in, a, it is a big, mm-hmm. big building. Mm-hmm. It is a big building. It's a scary building. Um, and there were some scary people on, on Grindr. A lot of, um, look, uh, I don't, I'm trying to explain Grindr to people who may not have been on Grindr before. (laughs) (laughs) May not. I'm looking at the clientele in the room right now. (laughs) Um, so you can have a blank profile and Uh it also tells you how many meters away they are. Yes. It's in meters. It orders you. So you can explain very little. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Let me explain more. <laughs> Men skip straight to the point in your case. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I had uh, a few blank profiles pop up being like, hi, um, you looked really sexy when you entered the elevator this morning. And it was just like <laughs> blank profile, 45 years old. Oh my God. But actually I did meet... Uh, a nice, a nice person from Grinder. Oh, really? Yeah. In so your building? On my, in my building. Not only, um, in my building, but on my level and two doors down. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the way of the Grinder, I tell you. Um, see, us gays, we're God. just everywhere. On a, you know, another lonely night. <laughs> I'm only human. I, I jumped on the old apps again. This probably would have been like midnight on like a Friday. Okay. Um and. Um, I recognized, I recognized that also. I, I hope he's not listening. I, I, I really hope he doesn't listen to this episode. And, um, he was like, he was like, yeah, come on over. Like, wow, straight me, up. Might take me a little while, but should be there in about 40. <laughs> he was like, yeah, come over now. And I was like, well, I was like top to toe in trackies in under like four dunas with like Netflix on my belly and just food <laughs> scattered across my chest. <laughs> Um, and, but, you know, I made it over, I made it over Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, it was, it was a really nice time. Things didn't actually get sexual at all. We just like sat on his couch Mm -hmm. and chatted for honestly, like two hours, had a bottle of wine. His dog though, um, was aggressively trying to hump me, (laughs) um, for the entire two hours to the point where I left and started my walk of shame, my five meter walk of shame. (laughs) And I had, I, I was wearing like a short sleeve top i had scratches like bloody scratches oh, all God. down my back oh jeez! and they were not the scratches that i was <laughs> intending to have <laughs> so social media has been helpful when it comes to lining up you know a quick date that sort of thing for you but has there ever been a time when social media wasn't helpful look there was one time <laughs> dum, dum, dum. when i thought it would be an incredible idea to recruit uh, a housemate via social media. You're putting it out to a pretty big audience to go, hey, do you want to live with me? <laughs> and that's what I did <laughs> on my on my Insta stories. In hindsight, Facebook, yes. Ask people on Facebook. Go in a group. Chuck up a couple pictures. Yeah. Introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, like, that takes a couple more minutes than I have time for. <laughs> 
I'm just going to go straight to Insta stories and be like, who wants to live with me? <laughs> it is this place right here. <laughs> it is this room right here. And I don't really care who you are. <laughs> Look, let, let me preface it with this. Now <laughs> I would, I wouldn't live with a stranger or someone who I've just met from social media. Okay. <laughs> so they moved in. They, they were nice. And then I, they looked so familiar and I was like, I've, I've seen you, like, where are you? <laughs> and then I realized they 100% hit me up on Grinder, like maybe like wow. a, mu- a month prior. Ah. And you didn't realize till after this person has moved into your home. No, I drank a gallon of dumb bitch juice. I had no idea. <laughs> and so that was and that. you responded to them on Grinder. No. So I, I didn't, I'd ignored oh, them on Grinder. Someone's found another Oof. way to get into yeah. his bedroom, literally by <laughs> living in the same house. <laughs> this, this man's has found a way to infiltrate my home living space and just had access to all of my goods. How long into this experience did you put two and two together? Oh, like after a day. Oh. I was like, you, oh, you look, you God. look Did you say there's familiar. a cooling off period? Actually, I found someone else. We should have. I should have judged that just the energy at the beginning, but no, we thought we'd give it a chance. Also, we were so desperate for someone to pay money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We That's really needed that point. rent pay. Yeah, you'd take anyone. And we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I never brought it up. Like, should, would, okay. Put yourself in my position. If you had brought someone in and you'd realized that they'd hit you up on a dating app before and you'd never responded, and then you realised, mm-hmm. would you bring it up to them, even though they still aren't bringing it up to you? God, no. Yeah, you're right. No. I actually, oh. Even if they do, even if they bring it up, I'll still be like, oh, what? I, no, 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 <laughs> you I deny, realize. deny, deny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. You know what? It'd come up drunk. That's normally. Marty confesses a lot of things when he's I'd drunk. Just, like, I'd probably be like. <laughs> Hey, isn't it? It's really funny that we actually like, yeah. match. We're nearly fucked. Um, <laughs> should we do something about that? <laughs> uh, but no, I, I feel like yeah, I would find it hard to. It's that's just an incredibly awkward thing to find out. And he was a very awkward being, just generally. Right. Awesome. Yeah. So, so, how did it go? Not well. Okay. <laughs> My roommate Beck and I, her and I made a. a a really strong effort to bring him in, you know, to to make us a triad, um, a triad of love and respect Mm -hmm. and open communication. Uh, It just didn't work. Yeah. There was no alignment. No, it was, he was very awkward. Mm -hmm. Still months passed, very awkward. And to the point where the awkwardness just like permeated the air and like penetrated all the walls of the place uh, and you'd walk in and the place had about like as much flavor as hot dog water. Uh, like it was just stale. It's just Now I'm not saying that it's all your fault <laughs> if you're listening, but I'm not, not saying it was all your fault. <laughs> and so like, yeah, Beck and I would like just put in so much effort and we'd be in the living room and then it, it was just constant awkwardness. Mm. How did it end? Well, on a fun afternoon, we had a bit of a, a blow up. Um, because he's all, he was also so dirty. Like, right. be, be okay. awkward, but be clean. Yeah. Like, <laughs> have one positive attribute. Yeah. Awkward and dirty. <laughs> Fuck, I'm going in. <laughs> That's a good tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> awkward and dirty. Awkward and dirty. <laughs> okay, that's my new Tinder bio. 
Yeah. So I, I was at work and I get a text from, from him and he's like, we should get um, an air dehumidifier. <laughs> and for some reason that just broke me. <sighs> it broke me. And so... <laughs> I saw, I saw red straight away and I responded and I was like, why would we get a dehumidifier when we don't clean our dishes? What is the point here? Like you are so dirty. Why would a dehumidifier fix that mess? No. And, but like in, in hindsight, I was very rude and mean. Yeah. And I was just looking for a reason to attack this kid at this point. You reached your limit. I'd reached my limit. Yeah. And so then I think about like a week later, so you kicked him out or? Well, I was in the kitchen just making my pesto pasta, <laughs> <laughs> as I do. And he, I kind of get like a bit of it the shoulder. Yeah. Turn around, it's quite awkward. And then he was like, um, oh, I, I, uh, I found a place with my friend um, and we, we signed the lease. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, um, when, when, when are you going to move out? And he was like. He looked down at his watch <laughs> and he was like, in, in 15 minutes. Oh, um, oh my God. <laughs> she's on her way over here with, with a truck. I'm moving out right now. And I was like, sir, you can't just like <laughs> leave. Like you need to give some notice. He left you in the lurch. Genuinely. Stay clean. All he wanted was a dehumidifier. Yeah. <laughs> All he wanted was a dehumidifier. And you know what? I hope he has one now in his dirty, dirty kitchen with dirty, dirty dishes. <laughs> So, Louis, we actually put it out to our housewarming listeners this week. Have you tried to find a housemate online and what's happened? And we have Dave on the line. Dave, you've advertised for a room on social media and what's happened? Tell us your story. Uh It was actually the last share house I ever lived in, so I'm glad I sent it out with a bang. But, like, I was in this perpetual share house, like one of those ones where you're kind of – you inherit a lease off someone and you just keep cycling through housemates. Yeah. But we ran out of housemates. So I put it up online and kind of just was like desperate for someone to come in. Had a girl that I kind of knew mm-hmm. so said she had someone that would be keen for the room, but then she never really introed him. She just did all of his admin for him. So you had no idea who was moving in? No, no idea. We just knew it was like a friend of a friend who yeah. weirdly couldn't do their own admin. Amazing. Um, Promising. He like, yeah, really, really confident. Um, (laughs) But then he shows up like on the front step with all of his possessions. He gets dropped off and it's a bit like, okay, this is our uh, housemate. Okay. Do we have like legal ownership of him now? Like, I don't know what's going on. (laughs) But um, he couldn't sign the lease or anything. We were just like, it's fine. He'll pay rent. It'll be good. It'll be good. Um, So we pop in in the middle room of the house. And like life goes on as normal. He's he's fine. He's just like a dude. He works at late night at Zombreros in the city of Canberra. Okay, amazing. Um, and like that's it. He plays League of Legends. He goes to work. He pays rent. Um, but then another housemate moves out, and we get in this situation again where we're like, ah, uh, about advertise online, and he pipes up. Might have first time he's spoken to anyone in the house. He's like, I've got someone at work who wants to move in. And I was like, sick. Easy another Zombreros worker. Another late night Zambros worker. Great. Like, well, that, that's cool. They can they can be little mates. Yeah. Um, and we we Safety get him in. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we get uh, our second late night Zambros worker, and yeah, life goes on normal as. And then all of a sudden, a third room comes available, 
And uh, this same thing happens again. Before we can advertise it, they both pipe up and they're like, we've got another mate that's getting to move in. So <laughs> we, we, we're like, okay. And yeah, another cool. Zambrero worker? Another exclusively night shift Canberra CBD Zambrero's worker. What's the ratio now of non-Zambrero's workers to Zambrero's workers? So it's a five Betty. So it's it's suddenly the seesaw has. Oh, you, sure. you're, you're a minority. Oh. Yeah. Like, but then we lose the uh, we lose the last non Zambreros worker, other than myself, and um, the exact same thing happens. No, where surely not. <laughs> they're like, we've got we've got yet another mate that wants to move in. So all of a sudden, it's just me in this massive five bedroom trashed house in Canberra with four guys that work at Zambrero's <laughs> because they work in this night shift. You never see them um, except for like the odd morning where they've like stayed up all night and you'd go out and it'd all be like playing Yu-Gi-Oh. But <laughs> say day and they'd like, you'd be like, I'll, I used to run a deck, like let's duel. And they'd just scuttle off to their rooms. And <laughs> so it's just like really nightmare situation where like, the whole house started to smell like Zombreros, <laughs> but you never saw the source of the Zombreros. Like they never brought food home. It just Wait, you never got them. any freebies. We never got any freebies. Like Ridiculous. even even if when I went in late at night and like got a burrito, I still had to pay for guac, which was wow. My no, that's no. no. That's- that's not fair. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Dave, how yeah. long did you survive? It was a very strange two years of hey, that's um, pretty good. That's a good, decent amount of time. Wow. Yeah. Well, we because they didn't exist outside of Zombreros and their bedrooms, it was like living in a big five-bedroom house by yourself. <laughs> by your, so yeah, it, yeah, that is pretty hard it, to give up. Yeah. It kind of ruled uh, you just had to get past that smell. <laughs> well, thank you very much for that, Dave. Dave, you deserve a lifetime membership after that. <laughs> Would you still recruit from your Instagram? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Louis, thank you so much for joining us today on Housewarming. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Marty. Thanks, Nat. And remember, if you would like to contribute to the show, just like Dave, you can join our Facebook group. Louis, we have a Facebook group. That's amazing. Housewarming Podcast. Just request to join. We will absolutely let you in. It's a mm. lovely community in there. We uh, may vet you. We don't want any thieves. <laughs> if you steal... Everything from everyone, <laughs> or uh, you freeze people's foods, you will not gain access. No, you will not. Um, you're also on Instagram at Housewarming Podcast and on Twitter at Housewarming Pot. If you get any time as well, leave us a review. They're really helpful. Mm. But um, until next time, peace. Ciao. Finally, big thanks to our hardworking producer, Jess Smalley. She mixed, mastered, and produced this episode. And a massive thank you to our boy, Paolo, for helping us out with the theme music. Yeah, cap me down, cap me down. Someone play I Have the Tiger for me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>